1: Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com/slash RS10 today.
2: It's a new era for Colorado and a new roster as well. It is Monday, February 27th. This is the College Football Daily. I am Lance Glenn. The Colorado Buffaloes, before Deion Sanders even coaches a game, is number one in the rankings. Well, the transfer portal rankings. That is 25 transfer commitments for the Buffaloes tops, according to 24 seven sports as coach prime reshapes that roster for 2023 and joining me to discuss these new faces and what they do to expectations for next year is Adam Munster-Tiger of buffstampede.com, covering all things Colorado Buffalo athletics for 24-7 sports. So Adam, thanks a lot for coming on. 25 transfers into the program, obviously headlined by Travis Hunter and Shador Sanders. Deion Sanders said he was bringing his Louie luggage to Boulder. We knew there was going to be changes to this roster, but just looking at this class overall of 25, did you expect this kind of change, this amount of turnover heading into year one for Coach Prime?
0: Not initially, but after Coach Prime was introduced as Colorado's new head football coach, he talked about a 40-40-20 plan in terms of wanting to bring in, in terms of new players, 40% from graduate transfers, 40% regular transfer portal additions, and only 20% for high school and Part of it that that was hard for me to wrap my head around was the fact that previously Colorado really struggled to bring in transfers because of some of the academic restrictions that were in place. And so Carl Durrell, last year, about 75% of the guys that him and his staff evaluated in the portal They were told from the academic side, they're not going to be able to get into school here. So they were really limited in terms of the transfers that came in. And when they went in the midst of going one and 11 last year, it had gotten to the point of frustration among the fan base that, that so many people went after CU Brass and said, you've got to change this transfer portal situation because we're not going to be able to compete in this new era of college football and also wanting to attract a top level coach like Coach Prime. It was at that point that CU Brass, led by President Todd Solomon, Chancellor Phil Stefano and obviously Athletic Director Rick George got this Pilot program implemented pretty Quickly for Deion Sanders And his new staff to really be able to hit The ground running and being able to Find transfers that they could get in Academically so this is a whole new world Not just the the caliber of guys That are coming in you mentioned Travis Hunter Shador Sanders but just the fact that they Can get these guys in in general Is a whole new world for Colorado Football so Coach Prime said that was the Plan and he, he's been able largely to follow through now. They're going to be a little bit above that 20% in terms of high school additions, but not a whole lot. This is really reshaping the roster with guys that have experience playing at the college level. End
2: of those high school additions, obviously some some notable names, most notably Cormani McLean, a uh, five-star in the 2023 class, along with multiple four-stars uh, on both sides of the ball as well. So definitely a big change in the roster for Deion Sanders heading into 2023. Now, we obviously talked about Shador Sanders, Travis Hunter. They're the headliners of this 25-man club class of transfers into Boulder. But who are some other guys that potentially stand out? Who are some names that are kind of getting overshadowed because of those big names at the top that you think could really make an impact for Colorado next season?
0: Yeah, mentioned that it's 25 guys. It's pretty much across the board at every position. They brought in guys that are expected to have a, a big impact. There's a couple sleepers in that group that I think are going to have a big impact that maybe aren't h- household names right now. And one of them is sedu Treor. He's a, a tight end that transfers in from Arkansas State. He was first team All Sun Belt and, and led Arkansas State in receptions last year and has a high rating. He, he's a four star as a transfer recruit, but is a guy that because he's coming from the Group of Five. Level, not a lot of people are talking about and I think is going to have a big impact as a tight end in the Pac12. Savion Washington is probably somebody you got you could pencil in at right tackle at least, maybe even in pen because this is a guy that played a lot of football at Kent State under the new offensive coordinator, Sean Lewis, and the new offensive line coach in Boulder, Bill O'Boyle. So he's familiar with the system that co- that Sean Lewis wants to run. And it's an up-tempo system, one that's a little bit difficult to adjust to if you're not used to playing at the tempo they're going to. And Savion Washington did that. I always take pro football focus with grades with a grain of salt, but Savion Washington's grade from PFF last year was head and shoulders better than any of Colorado's offensive linemen. So he's a guy that I see coming in and having an impact right away. And then one guy that's not on campus right now, but it's going to get on campus this summer. Gavossier Smoke from Kentucky. He was there starting running back to, to start this past season uh, due to some injuries there and as a guy that is going to be in the mix to, to be the lead running back in Boulder this upcoming season.
2: Yeah, and I really like the addition of Jimmy Horn Jr. I think a very yeah. versatile wide receiver, someone who I think uh, will be a, a consistent target, assuming that Shador Sanders is the is the starting quarterback for the Buffaloes uh, next season. I could definitely see him and, and Shador Sanders having quite quite the tandem early on there for the Buffaloes. Now look, a 25 man class. It's a, it's a really almost a complete roster turnover when you, Take in the 25 transfers as well as everyone they brought in over high school recruiting. They really did a, a whole 180 with this roster just in this off season. But what does that do for expectations? Because obviously this is a program that last year went one and 11. Of course, you'd expect that with these new additions that win total to rise somewhat, who knows how much that's obviously we're going to wait and see. Uh, but what do you think this does to expectations? Could it take expectations too high? Could it, you know, maybe put them at a level where they just need to make a bowl game? What does this do for what people believe? Colorado can do next season?
0: It's an interesting debate. I think we can all guess at this point how many games can Colorado win? After, I mean, they were the worst Power 5 program in the entire country last year, dead last out of every FBS program and scoring margin. Now, what this transfer portal and all these additions bring is the ability to compete. Uh, but they do have arguably the hardest schedule in the country. I mean, they start at TCU. That, that's your first game of, of this era. Uh, you've got to play Nebraska non-conference and then, you know, a really tough conference slate. So that part of it, it makes it tough to know what realistic expectations are. I would say that, you know, somewhere in that four to six range would probably be a realistic expectation. Not only were they the worst FBS program in the country, that I mean, the last two years, they had the worst quarterback play in the country. So bringing in just Shadour Sanders by itself elevates a position that had been struggling so much in Boulder. So I mentioned that uh, they brought in transfers pretty much across the board. I think that puts you from being by far the worst in the Pac-12 to having the chance to be in that middle tier.
2: Yeah. And you look at their schedule, you mentioned obviously starting at TCU home against Nebraska. Uh, They host Colorado State and then their first two Pac-12 games at Oregon home against USC. So certainly not the easiest way to start off the season in the non-conference and then start off the season in your conference schedule in the Pac-12 with two of the favorites to win the conference uh, in 2023. So definitely a a tough beginning uh, when it comes to the caliber of opponent for Deion Sanders in 2023. Do you think that and and look, I you know, we're I'm not I'm not a genius. I don't know the ins and outs of their roster, but I think we can kind of assume that this level of transfer portal usage is not going to be an every year occurrence. They're not going to bring in 25 transfers on a yearly basis. But do you think that a strong transfer portal presence is something that we're going to see every offseason from Colorado, from Deion Sanders? Do you think that again, maybe not 25, but seven to 10 transfers is definitely possible for this program moving forward on a yearly basis.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be on the high end of that too. I think it will be double digits, not to this point, to your point, not 25 in a given year, but Deion Sanders has come out and said he loves the transfer portal and he's also not a guy that's going to coddle players. If they're not willing to put in the work, he says, uh, I'm old school. And he says that very often. And that and that's how he coaches. You know, he's known for the Aflac commercials and obviously his playing career in, in charisma. Uh, and when you see him in interviews, he, he turns it on and he's got that charisma. But when it comes to coaching this football team, it's going to be a hard-nosed group in terms of the, the coaching style they get. So, you know, that's going to lend itself to some guys that are going to get turned off because They're not getting the playing time, or they're not being coddled, and so I think that yeah, it's not going to be anywhere close to twenty-five. But you're going to see a lot of transfers in and out of this program every off season.
2: Now, obviously, the transfer portal window—the first transfer portal window—is closed at the moment. There is one that opens back up in the spring. Do you think? 25 is it for them? Could you foresee them still, you know, going through spring practice and then reevaluating and maybe adding a couple more once this second transfer portal window opens? I mean, again, 25 is a ton. We saw last year, obviously teams like USC and LSU go super transfer portal heavy in Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly's first season. So with another transfer portal window still to come, do you think they can even add on to this 25?
0: Yeah, because, uh, At Coach Prime's signing day press conference, he said, this is a comma. This is a pause. This is not the end. Now, the crazy thing with that is that, Lance, they're already committed 10 over the scholarship limit. They've got 95 scholarship commitments for the fall semester when you look at all the returning guys and the guys that they have coming in this summer. So they've already got to have massive attrition, which is right now 10 just to get down to the number. And so Deion Sanders is saying, we're going to have more transfers come in. That just kind of sheds light on the fact that spring ball is going to be a reality check for some of the guys that are returning. And you will see, I think, some guys that returned shine in, in, in... you know, have a great spring and find a role on this team. But a lot of those guys aren't, and they're going to get somehow below that 85 and then a few more to bring in some guys and fill in some gaps. So Coach Prime, what he said in terms of the type of personnel they're going to bring in, everything he said at his intro press conference has come true. So when he says they're not done, I would tend to believe that they're not done.
2: So interesting watching Colorado maneuver this transfer portal here this offseason, heading into uh, Deion Sanders' first year in 2023. Adam, before I let you go, I do want to ask about Pac-12's future and realignment, uh, because of course the conference doesn't have a new media rights deal right now. There's been rumors and reports of networks that are out, networks coming in. I think the last one I saw over the weekend was uh, a TV channel. I didn't even know existed, a TV network I didn't know exist, ION potentially getting involved in the, in the Pac-12 media circus. And of course, expansion too, right? SMU, San Diego State are teams that are being talked about as ones that could potentially join the conference. Where do you think Colorado fits into all of this when it comes to the Pac-12 realignment? Do you think they could? And of course, when realignment first happened with UCLA and USC going to the Big Ten, there was some talk of Colorado being among a number of teams potentially looking towards the Big 12. Do you foresee Colorado in a Pac-12 long-term, regardless of what happens with this media race? So, you know, Where do they kind of sit right now with all of this uncertainty surrounding the conference?
0: Yeah, you hit it on the head there. There's so much uncertainty at this point. What I can say from Colorado's end is that they've been committed to staying in the Pac-12 since that news. Came out last summer about USC and UCLA leaving the conference. They want to make it work. And and part of that is the academic side in in taking pride in the academic research sharing and everything that comes with being in the Pac-12. So many great research institutions across the conference. But you start to hear some of these rumors about what the projected revenue might be for the Pac-12 going forward. And you'd be stupid if you're Colorado to not at least, if the, if it ends up being the number that some folks are throwing out there, which is very low and would uh, you know make the big 12s deal look really good in comparison, I think you've got to entertain that because you do have some history. Now, the Big 12 has changed a lot since Colorado was in it, but you still have that geographical regional ties to a lot of those schools. And so we'll see how it shakes out. I know Colorado wants to stay in the Pac-12. It's just a matter of of dollars and cents at this point. And if the Pac-12 can't put together some type of revenue sharing uh, to be comparable to what the Big 12 has negotiated, then you got to think about possibly moving back to the Big 12
2: yeah it's all about the money and of course we wait to see what that money is going to be for the pac 12 whenever a new media rights deal, a new media rights deal does come to fruition remember to follow adam on twitter at adamcm777 and check out buffstampede.com for the best colorado buffalo's coverage there is adam thanks so much for coming on remember to give us a five star rating and a review on apple podcasts and head on over to the 24 7 sports youtube channel and click that subscribe button for adam munster tiger i am lance glenn thanks for listening to the college football